Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about seven creative marketing tactics that you ought to be leveraging. And guess what, Neil? You're going first. <laughs> Yay. I love how you always put me first. All right. So the first tactic I would say is using TurboDial. When you collect phone numbers on your website, the cool part about this is you can leverage, uh, integrate this in with your marketing automation platform. We integrate it within Infusionsoft. And we do things where based on what interaction the user takes, then we can send out a signal to TurboDial saying, send them a text message uh, now, right? Based on a specific action they take. For example, someone watches a webinar, they don't buy or they don't become a lead when they see the option to convert into a lead, like they've watched enough of a webinar where there's a call to action saying like, hey, if you wanna learn more about our software, fill in this lead, or hey, if you're interested in buying our product, click here. And if they don't buy, then the next day it's programmed out to send them a message. The message we usually send out is take the person's name and just put question mark in a text message. So it'll be like, Eric, question mark. Eric will usually respond with, who's this? Someone from Arn will automatically reply or TurboDial could be programmed to automatically reply with, hey, Eric, this is John from Neil Patel's team. He wanted me to follow up. He noticed that you watched the webinar and he just wanted to make sure that you had no questions or if you needed any help with anything, let me know I'm here to help you, right? It's something like that, but it's more smooth in which you know we fine-tuned it. Uh, if you want it, you can just sign up for our neilpatel.com homepage webinar, go put it in a text or go add in your phone number, uh, watch the webinar, you don't have to be there, and then at the end, you'll start getting all the text messages the next day. So next one is making all your stuff available to pirates. So for example, if Neil's courses are on torrent websites out there, you can put them on torrent websites. So I'll give an example. I mean, if you look at Microsoft Windows, a lot of people used to pirate it and it was a lot of people in third world countries. And the reason why Microsoft didn't go after it, you know, Bill Gates' logic was that, hey, if this is available to everyone, it's helping the world, then it's worth the time. So if you could put your stuff out there, there's uh, torrent sites out there um, and it just makes it more available. And in some cases, um, you know, the course might go viral from there and more people are going to hear about you. This is basically, you know, another level of marketing. So that's simple. Just put your stuff on torrent sites and just let her rip. Um, it's not going to do too much damage to you at the end of the day. Um, and I have heard this work for people. Another thing you should be trying is exit pop-ups, mainly on desktop. Don't do it on mobile. People hate them, but they still convert and they work well. Don't just do any old exit pop-up. Make the background an animated GIF and that animated GIF should be showing them what they're gonna get once they opt in. It's really simple. Once you do that, you'll find that your email collection rate will skyrocket from your exit pop-up. Great, and another one is make sure that you know, whatever funnel that you have created, make sure that it's congruent or start a, you can start like a Facebook and a Google retargeting funnel based on how people are behaving on your website. So for example, if somebody downloads a course, uh, let's, say, let's say they download an SEO guide from Neil, 
Um, well, then Neil might send them more SEO content on Facebook, for example. So if they download the guide, well, then Neil might have a video saying, hey, I just noticed that you downloaded this SEO guide over here. Um, hey, I have another resource for you over here. Just click here to get it. Or they, um, he might say, hey, just watch you know, the rest of this video. And then he might create um, a, a look or a retargeting list for people that have watched 75% of that video. And then from there, he can push them to a webinar, right? He's going to give them even more value. So he just keep, he's going to keep killing them with value. You can do the same thing with Google as well. Um, and from there, I mean, you, you should be able to, you're basically telling people a story over time versus trying to just get them to buy, buy, buy all the time. Yeah, uh, number five, and I love this one. It's simple, but no one really does it because it's time consuming. Go find all your competitors' most popular posts. If you don't know them, go to buzzsumo.com, type in their URL. It'll show you all their most popular posts, or you can type it into ahrefs.com, A-H-R-E-F-S.com, and they also show you the most popular posts. From there, go take that URL, put it into search.twitter.com, and it'll show you all the top Twitter users that share that piece of content. Go write something similar that's better. Go find all those Twitter users, do some Google searches, find their email addresses. If you're too lazy, go pay someone on Upwork like 10 bucks, they'll do it for you. Then send out an email to each one of those people. It would go something like this. Hey Eric, I noticed you tweeted out article A, B, and C by author Y. I have a similar article that's coming out, but mine covers this, that, and the other that the original didn't cover. Let me know if you want to check it out. Cheers, Neil. They usually respond with, sure. Especially even if they don't know you, they still respond. I've been doing this tactic for a long time before people even knew who I was. Once they respond, I follow up with, here you go, Eric. Cheers, Neil. Uh, P.S. Let me know if I can do anything to, uh, for you. P.P.S. If you shared this post, it wouldn't just make my uh, day, it would make my decade. Or you could say, it wouldn't make my year, it would make my decade. That's it. You'll get more shares and just do it in quantity. Yeah, and the next thing is making sure that you have some kind of content creation checklist, or you can even Google content repurposing workflow. But the idea is that you're dedicating a couple hours, you're batching, uh, just like how Neil and I are batching all these podcasts right now, make sure that you're batching your content creation, right? So you might say, you know, for the first uh, one hour of a day, I might just write. And then, you know, for the next hour, I might be shooting videos. I might be shooting live, right? And then 15 minutes, I might be engaging with social media. And then I might be, uh, you know, trying to, you know, guest post or do some kind of webinar. But then the idea is you're, you're out there creating so much content. If you look at guys like, you can look at Neil, you can look at guys like Gary Vee. It's just content, content all the time because they're seeing you everywhere and you're, you're continuing to add so much value. And granted, you know, Neil might have haters, Gary might have haters, but you cannot disrespect the work ethic that they have. That's something that you have to, um, that you have to see over time. They're just continuing to put out content um, and, you know, they're just going to continue to try to add value to their audience. So um, try to figure out, you know, some type of checklist that you have. Dedicate that time, block that time out, make that time sacred. Um, again, and also Google the content uh, re reusage or repurposing workflow. That's going to help you a little bit. And I think Copyblogger also has a checklist on this as well. Last but not least, number seven. With remarketing, you can actually put that pixel in your email signature. So then that way, every time you send out an email to someone, you're remarketing them. So around the web, they can see your ads, whatever you want them to see. Especially if you're doing B2B sales and you're sending people proposals and things of that nature, you can remarket them with a specific pixel and the ad copy could be really creative. Like if I was selling someone on SEO services, the banner ads could be like, what are you waiting for? Why don't you sign up with me? And it would have my face is like, don't you want more traffic? Question mark. So doing something creative like that, people usually follow back up with me and they're like, 
I love the creativity. Can you do this kind of stuff with my business but without being as edgy? And it helps with sales. It works even for software. It works for B2C stuff, right? Overstock, Amazon, they all do it. Push the remarketing pixel in the emails. That's it for this episode of Marketing School. We'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.